thank you so much uh, for joining me today. It's great to have you on the podcast. Well, thanks. Uh, it's glad to be. I'm glad to be here. So, uh, for us to begin, why don't you just tell everybody uh, who's listening a little bit about yourself and your role at the MacArthur Foundation? Yeah. So, um, I'm, um, I guess, a, what, 25 years in IT or a little bit longer. Uh, I've been at the foundation in the role of CIO for about 10 years. Um, and um, during that time, done a lot in terms of uh, upgrading uh, infrastructure and systems and processes for the foundation from uh, sort of a, a more dated place to a much um, more current one. And, um, you know, now at the point where technology isn't just uh, maybe a, a service component, but rather something that can really enable um, the foundation's work and potentially, you know, even, you know, have a strategic impact in the sector. Yeah, I think I think you've been at MacArthur during a period where technology seems to have evolved from, you know, can you keep the email working and, and the grants management system up and running to being much more of a strategic um, partner in the the impact work, you know, like furthering the mission of the foundation. Is that something that you've seen? And, and do you think that's kind of happening across the sector as a whole? Yeah, yeah. So, so when I joined in 2012, it was sort of early days for, I'll call it the cloud or SaaS stuff, right? And so, you know, walking in the door, it was, the question was, you know, why are we running our own email system? At, <laughs> right. And how much time does that take? And, you know, how hot is the server room? Because it's full of machines running email. Um, you know, no value add. You know, MacArthur is not known for its email systems, right? We're known for our <laughs> grant making. So that's, you know, that's got to go, right? And kind of a strategic decision. Um, at the same time, um, I think a lot of grants management systems were, uh, you know, in a client server kind of mode and supporting uh, paper processes, either literally, as was the case at MacArthur, um, or, you know, figuratively where it just, you know, allowed essentially that same process to work. Um, you know, so the digitization of those was really pretty modest because it was the, well, let's just take what we've done physically and have it happen on computers, um, which is okay, but it leaves a lot of unrealized benefits. Absolutely. And, and I think the other shift that it seems is now is really occurring um, today is a, is a shift from thinking about digital transformation within foundations to across the sector as a whole. Like, uh, and, and I know one of the things that you're really passionate and excited about is shared infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And so could you talk a little bit about your motivation in trying to work with you know, fellow foundations and CIOs um, on developing some shared infrastructure across the philanthropic sector? Yeah, well, um, I think one of the great and wonderful things of working in the sector is that generally we're not in a collaborative space, so, or, or sorry, competitive space. So, you know, then it makes sense to collaborate and engage in mutual um, problem solving. Um, well, a couple of things I've seen. One is that there's a poor uh, appreciation of the value of data for the sector. Uh, and that's a couple of ways. One is, well, it's, you know, thought of, thought of or used in a transactional way. And then it's also thought of as, you know, this entity holds its own data and it doesn't share it well with others. But however, when we get together as uh, maybe individuals or representatives of our orgs, 
you know, we share all kinds of information about how we're solving problems and, and whatnot. And, and so that approach, you know, is kind of like, you know, 1950s, you know, you call up your friends and ask them what they're doing, except now we're doing it, you know, on Zoom or something. But like, there's nothing new about that, right? That's a 70 year old approach to working. But, you know, the data that we have is one of the key assets, I think, for the sector and for foundations. And to figure out how to make better use of it, either through sharing, well, not either, it's sharing and some standardization that can increase the ability to share that um, has, has a lot of benefit. And, and you, know, you compare it to other sectors, um, certainly the um, you know, financial sector where there are standards, even healthcare, um, and you see it now with the ability to you know, share information about a, a vaccination record, like it's pretty easy and it's super valuable and useful. Um, but I think our sector is lagging a good decade behind. And so um, I don't know how innovative it is, but it's, you know, for a few reasons, maybe I understand and don't, it's, you know, it's difficult. So I would love to see us do more data sharing. Um, and it does seem that, you know, some key components of infrastructure, the sector's infrastructure are missing uh, that would allow or facilitate that. And I know one of the initiatives that you're helping move forward is this philanthropy data commons initiative. Yeah. Uh, could you talk a little bit about that in particular um, as, you know, a mechanism and as, you know, some forward momentum on this kind of data sharing work? Yeah, well, you know, the, I think foundations set a pretty high bar in terms of uh, collecting application data and and etc meaning perhaps due diligence data or or other types of um, information needed in order to get to a grant stage so you know one way to reduce a, a burden for a grant seeker is to have that data be resident in a in a data commons so that it's reusable um, thus saving that grant seeker time right and so if someone applies at macarthur they could utilize that same information to apply for something at, let's say, Ford, or you know, pick pick someone or pick an entity that's supporting and using uh, this this um, this data commons. Um, I think another part uh, of that, and this is potential, is that you know we have information asymmetry occurring, which is to say that a grant seeker doesn't necessarily know of all the funding opportunities that might be available in an area they're interested in. And also the converse is true, right? So a funder may not necessarily know organizations who you know, will do a great job um, working in a certain programmatic area. I think another potential benefit, and again, this is from sharing data, is you know, funder collaboration or funder collaboratives. And you know, those are the kinds of things that I think a many-to-many data sharing scenario really help um, um, increase the likelihood of, of happening. So, so we're in the early stages of um, uh, setting up a pilot for a philanthropy data commons. And so we intend to have funders, grants management vendors, infomediaries, um, grant seekers, all participating and modeling um, how this data flows and is shared and not just modeling in a conceptual sense, but real grants, real dollars, 
real grant seekers, real funders, real infomediaries, and you know, hope to learn from that and then expand that effort, um, both in terms of participants and um, you know the amounts of data that are shared and um, available. I think that's just is so exciting. I mean, the amount of time that organizations spend submitting and writing applications that are that oftentimes very similar to one another yeah um, it's just such a huge cost burden on the sector um that i think something like this it, it could really be beneficial um in in reducing those kinds of bur burdens on organizations um, yeah. but I, I also know how challenging this kind of coalition building and work yeah. can be i mean what what is it taken to get this um this, you know, philanthropy data commons off the ground and moving forward and getting different partners to the table? Yeah, it, it started, um, I guess, a couple of years ago from a conversation with uh, our president at MacArthur, John Palfrey, who um, the question he posed was, how can uh, MacArthur work to be more strategic in the sector? And because he was talking to me through the use of technology, and, you know, great question to be asked. And, and from that then, um, uh, we, um, with, with his, um, uh, I guess, influence and requests, um, gathered uh, seven different funders, including MacArthur, to create a minimally viable coalition, is what we called it. Um, and then we worked through what a proof of concept would be um, to have this type of um, commons. And, and actually, the focus wasn't so much the commons, but rather a common grant application, um, which, you know, I think has a lot of excitement and, um, you know, definitely catches attention. Um, you know, so that's really the what, but it turned out, and I think this is a fine place to start, approximately 40% of the data is common, um, but we need to provide flexibility so that organizations, funders, can run their own business processes, whatever that might be. And so to get that flexibility and extensibility, the, um, the data commons, which is really the how of this, you know, became seen as like really a critical component. Um, and we're still focused on the application, but I think what's also exciting is that it's extensible into other areas. I mean, just recently there was a conversation I was involved with that uh, mentioned um, impact data, um, talked about DEI data, um, and, and so you can, you know, slot in other data types from an uh, from a grant making life cycle, and they can all fit within this construct of a philanthropy data commons. And so, is the goal of the philanthropy data commons to, given that forty percent of an application is already the same across many many foundations, mm -hmm. to focus on those those similar elements while still allowing for the flexibility, uniqueness, and and you know one-off processes that some organizations might entail. It's like let's just solve for that forty percent initially. Yeah, I, I, my feeling is that once that focus is there, we may find that I don't know a third, a half of that remaining sixty is pretty close, like has some 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 clustering, and so that you know through some encouragement or nudging perhaps the sector could move, you know, way north of 40. Um, but certainly that would be a, a place to start. You know, it would reduce, um, you know, the burden on the applications themselves. I, I think another thing that can come out of that, and this ties, I think, or relates nicely to trust-based grant making, 
is um, you know an examination of these other fields and what really is the value of them and you know to really perhaps streamline or play out a very efficient process if x amount of fields or you know this data threshold is met um, and I don't know it's a general operating grant let's just you know have a streamlined work through workflow that gets to the grant execution um, you know really quickly I love that idea of, of using the the data comments essentially as a way to do some matching between those seeking dollars and those with dollars um, even when you don't know about each other right like right. using it as a place to surface some yeah. of those potential strategic partnerships yeah or, or it can exist as a repository and other companies or organizations could build that on top of it right absolutely um, you know and I think whether it's innovation or competitiveness or a combination you know this you know either way the sector benefits and you know I think again it's like without some something like this commons we're still in a decade plus old model of how we're interacting and sharing information and I think we're, as a sector, really thinking about these infrastructure pieces of information um, in new ways. But one of the challenges is sustainability. So yeah. in, in your mind, how do you see this growing to be you know, a sustainable effort? Is this something that you know, MacArthur wants to, to support forever? I would imagine not, right? So like, how, does, how, did, how do you see these kinds of infrastructure, key pieces of infrastructure getting you know, funded in sustainable, ongoing ways? Yeah, I um, I think, you know, you mentioned the coalition earlier. And so I think it's important that it isn't just a MacArthur or seen as that. I mean, however, yeah. you know, I, um, you know, I love working on this and talking about it. So I'm, you know, really happy to, to be, you know, present in that capacity right now. But I think, I think one thing is to have, whether it's a coalition or, you know, you know, members of the sector recognizing this is an asset for the sector. Um, the sustainable business model, you know, remains a bit of an open question of can this just be funded in perpetuity through grants, which would make me a little anxious. You know, is it something that, uh, you know, there's a, I don't know, I don't know membership kind of model? Um, you know, we, we need to to figure that out. And I think one of the places to help is to look at other verticals and, you know, how have they set up structures like that? Absolutely. John, thank you so much uh, for joining, joining me today. I, I so appreciate the, the work you're doing on infrastructure building. I think it's like, it's like a nerdy, like backend part of, part of yeah. the social sector, but, but such it is, an important it is the plumbing, but it's, you know, it's the sector's plumbing and it's the sector's data and the sector should maximize the value and benefit from that. And so I really, really want to see that happen. Awesome, John. Thanks so much. All right. Take care.